Welcome to ISA's ArborViews podcast, the series bringing you conversations with researchers and tree care experts about current issues in arboriculture. I'm Bob Polumsky, your host on this episode of ArborViews. Dr. Kathleen Wolf is a research social scientist with the College of the Environment at the University of Washington in Seattle. She has a joint appointment with the U.S. Forest Service Pacific Northwest Research Station to develop a program on urban natural resources stewardship. Dr. Wolf's research tries to explain the human dimensions of urban forestry and urban ecosystems. Moreover, Dr. Wolf is interested in how scientific information can be integrated into local government policy and planning. Today we'll be discussing how nature and urban environments impacts the health of, co- of a community. Hello, Kathleen. Thank you so much for joining us today in Arbor Views. Pleasure to be here, Bob. Thank you. Well, Kathleen, you've got this incredible website, this treasure trove of information uh, relative to the impact that urban greening has on people. And I love this uh, sentence that you have on, on your website right at the top, to discover, understand, and communicate human behavior and benefits as people experience nature in cities. And which leads us to this term called urban greening. And could you go ahead and, as, as we talk about these experiences, define urban greening for our audience? Well, first of all, um, thank you for reading my, my mission statement. So I, I crafted that uh, soon after graduation because I found I needed, I needed a, a center line. I needed an anchor to go back to on occasion as I was developing my career teaching and whatnot. So... Um, when, when one thinks about that, all of the benefits that are possible from the experience of nature in cities, urban greening, to me, uh, captures a broader sense of the, the benefit potential in cities. So trees are extremely important, of course, um, but if one thinks about parks, healing gardens, community gardens, Uh, green roofs, all of these things to me are part of the urban greening equation. Very good. And can you tell us about some of the benefits and I guess we might be able to encapsulate them perhaps in the ecosystem services term? That's one way to think about it. Uh, Human dimensions would be another way to describe it. Uh, The ecosystem services, since the Millennium Ecosystem Assessment was done some years ago, Uh, the idea that uh, nature is essential to the well-being and and humans are dependent on nature for a variety of services and and products. And cultural ecosystem services represent the sort of work that I do. This idea that uh, psychologically, socially, uh, in terms of education, in terms of spirituality, we have dependencies on nature. These are not merely um, throwaway or amenity sorts of things that are unimportant. They're profoundly important to people, and that's the sort of research that I'm interested in. Well, Kathleen, I think what I at least find very interesting about you is that you you come at this as an arborist, initially a practicing arborist, coming into this thing, into this field where you are a research soil social scientist where you are making these now these connections between these green spaces and people and what I also uh, like so much is the fact that you're putting science to this that you're quantifying uh, these these benefits and I wonder if you could talk about some of these social and psychological benefits that that occur as a result of our urban greening efforts or, or at least try to even talk about the importance of greening our communities because of the impacts that they have on social and psychological benefits. 
It's, it's really uh, interesting that the, you, you use the word quantification. Um, I work uh, primarily in two institutions, University of Washington and the Forest Service, where there are a number of scientists with more of a biophysical sciences background. And, and they seem baffled by the idea that one could measure how people respond to nature. Um, but there are a variety of methods um, that one can apply to these sorts of questions. And I'll call out a project that we're working on now called the Green Cities Good Health website. And it is a compilation of 40 years of research, peer-reviewed, published research. So it is a portal. It's a web portal. If you Google Green Cities Good Health, what you will find is a series of web pages that um, summarize this body of research. We've collected over 2,000 articles, peer-reviewed, published works, that represent the full array of benefits that people gain from having nearby nature and cities. And it ranges from uh, children performing better in school, workers, uh, greater job satisfaction and less absenteeism at the workplace, to uh, a healing in hospitals, healing in prisons, not necessarily healing, but uh, better lifestyle, if you will, in prisons. Some of, the, some of the work reveals these sorts of things. So it, it goes on and on. We don't have nearly enough time, but uh, the website is, is a good place to look for this sort of content. And so that also makes uh, leads me to this question where you do have people fighting for green spaces, and they, they may be arborists, they may be residents of communities, and going to this, this oasis of yours, this website that has 40 years' worth of peer-reviewed articles, might be a really good starting point, I guess, to make a case to enhance green spaces in, in our communities. Most definitely. Uh, in some of the research that I've done personally uh, that seems to get a little attention is um, the effect of having forest canopy in business districts. And uh, when we started that work, we found it's over a course of studies across the nation, we found that shoppers claim they will spend more time, they will travel greater distances to sh these shopping districts that have a nice canopy, and, and they will spend more. But let's just put that aside for a moment. Um, early in, our, uh, in that project, we did interviews with business people, trying to get a sense of what we were getting into with the research. And to my surprise, all of the evidence about environmental benefits, water quality, air quality, energy consumption, carbon, the business people didn't care about that at all. And so while those are very important issues and for particular audiences, I feel that the human dimensions or cultural ecosystem services information can help us reach out to other audiences and help us to make the case for more trees in our communities. Oh, undoubtedly. And I like the fact, too, that you, you come at it from an economic angle as well. Uh, and it's just this multi-pronged approach of trying to reach people that you could try to reach their environmental perspective if you want to, if you want to appeal to that side of them, to the economics or the business side of things. But it seems like the bottom line is that we really need to do a better job in our living environment here with regard to planting more trees, having more green space available because of uh, all the benefits that are outlined in this website that you have are, are all listed there. And uh, what I think is important to consider also is uh, we need a comprehensive outlook. So when one looks at, uh, say, our national park system, it, it is a system that is the, uh, it's a benchmark for other nations all around the world. People travel here to see our national park system, our national forest system as a model for their nation. 
Our city parks, on the other hand, were scattered bits of land here and there through most of our cities. Uh, likewise, tree planting. Someone wants to do a memorial. Someone would like a certain flowering tree. Someone would like a fruit tree. So what this research about human dimensions benefits, as well as the research about environmental benefits, suggests is we need a comprehensive outlook and a systematic approach to uh, planning, planting, and then managing these resources in our cities. That's wonderful. And so I'm just thinking about the people that will be listening to Arbor Views. There may be just a wide range of folks and I really feel that they'd, they'd be comfortable visiting the website, and I need you to tell our listeners uh, who, who are uh, listening to this program, where could they get more information? Some people may want case studies, uh, information that will help support their cause of creating greener, greener spaces. Could you give them some pointers as to where they can go to acquire this information? Uh, let's see. So as far as the human dimensions work, uh, let's see. So two websites I'll call out. Uh, one is sort of the personal research program that I've had with colleagues and students, and it is called the Human Dimensions of Urban Forestry and Urban Greening. And there you'll find the trees and business work, some work on uh, uh, street trees and transportation systems. Then the other one, the Green City's Good Health, is this comprehensive collection of articles, a series of summaries that provides an overview of this work in a, in a more readable way. And uh, both of these, I think, what they can help us to do is to reach out to sort of non-traditional audiences and partners such as doctors, uh, uh, therapists, um, educators, public health officials, um, expanding the group of people who might come to support trees in urban forestry. Well, Kathleen, this, this has been really wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me today on Arbor View. Thank you again. It's been a really a pleasure to be here. Dr. Kathleen Wolf is a research social scientist with the College of the Environment at the University of Washington, Seattle. She also has a joint appointment with the U.S. Forest Service Pacific Northwest Research Station to develop a program on urban natural resources stewardship. Mm-hmm.